Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Oh, I just, it's been mentioned a few times here, the word generations, and that's one of the things I'm talking about today is generations. Um, so let's just open in prayer, just while we're standing. Father, thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you for being here. You always respond to our call. We may not always respond to yours, but you are faithful. You are faithful. You are trustworthy. You are a solid rock from which we can place our life and our families, our hopes and our dreams. We can build them on you. And it's solid. And it's well with us because you are trustworthy. So thank you that you're here right now, Holy Spirit. listening to you you're speaking so we're listening we're opening our ears you're always speaking I'm confident of that I'm listening so let him know you're listening now let him know I am listening thank you Holy Spirit thank you for your sweet presence here this morning Thank you for breathing your breath into our lungs. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. You can grab your seats. I do want to stay in that presence a lot. Anyone else with me on that? It's beautiful. So that's cool, Carol. I like it you mentioned that we're a generational church because we are. Um, we've got four generations that at least in this in this church, we've got my dad, my brother, his son, his son. We've got Carol. Oh, I, because you've got a son with a son, sons and daughters. So I want to speak about the generations today. Um, and I want to read out of Mark, Mark chapter 9. So you can get yourself ready because it's, it's a lot of work. Open it up that Bible and go on to the right place. That was a joke. Thank you for those who laughed at that. Sometimes it can be a journey, can't it? It can be difficult to, to get. Sometimes we take that Bible and we beat ourselves with it. Don't hit yourself with that Bible. It's not what it's meant for. Oh, I should be reading more. I should be doing more. I should be, should be. God's like, what are you doing? That's not, that's not what it's for. <laughs> Yes, it's to help build your life and grow your life and develop your life. It's what it's there for. But don't be your own worst critic. You don't need to be. Just listen to him. All right. All right. Uh, I've, I've just had my ears open lately and I'm listening to, to God, and, and which is a good thing because you want me to be listening to God cause I, or otherwise I'll just be up here rambling which is most likely what I'll be doing anyway. Ah, uh, that's okay. Uh, but God is doing something. God, God, is, God is doing something. We, and, and yes, as human beings, we can look for the revival. Where's it happening? What's, what's God doing? And that's, that's all good and important. But he's, what he's doing, I'm, I'm confident, what he's doing overseas in other buildings, other places, other areas, we see, oh, God's doing that there and God's doing that there. Oh, is he going to do it here? But he's doing it everywhere. He's, what he's doing and, and his, 
his rebuilding and his renewing and his restoring of his children and his family, his church, us, you, me, all of us, he's doing it everywhere all at once. I do believe that. I really believe that he's doing it everywhere. It's, it's, a, it's a worldwide thing. It's not just a geographical, locational thing. Because I, I hear the, the things that we are talking about here, I'll listen to something and it's happening, they're speaking it over there. And it's been talked about over there. I don't know, I could point in any different direction. Over there. And it's happening. So, so God is, what God is doing, he's doing everywhere. So let's be encouraged by that. Not, not beating ourselves with it. Not, not, I should be doing this. I'm not doing enough. Of course you're not doing enough. I mean, if you were going by that standard, you are never doing enough. And that, that is, that's legalism. That's working by the law. And, and you're just going to keep beating yourself with that. And good luck to that because you are not, you're never going to make it. But with Jesus, ooh, yes. So what he's doing there, he's doing here, River Edge Church in us, in, in here in our church, in you and your heart and your walk and your, your journey of life with God, the creator of the universe. The master of all things, the Lord, strong and mighty, invincible in battle, by the way. Uh, so we get to be the, the, the ancient gates that open up our lives to see what he is going to do through us. No matter where you are, no matter who you are, if you say yes to him, you're one of his children. You're one of his family. And that never changes. I don't believe that ever changes. So let's not get into that, but um, it never changes. As long as you've got your eyes focused on God, no matter how many mistakes you've got, you, you are part of his family. Love never fails. Love doesn't keep a record of wrongs too, by the way. Mm. So I, I, I was thinking about this idea that God is moving and doing it. Yeah, I'm getting to generations in a second, don't worry. I know some of you are thinking, what's he talking about? Welcome to my world. Uh, we see what God is doing. And I, I hear what he's doing in, my, when I, in myself. And when I spend time with him walking every day, I'm like, God, you're doing something. And I know it, not just see it or perceive it or understand it. Um, and I think the enemy does as well, right? Because <laughs> we see him, we see the enemy reacting to what God does. You see that in, in scripture, don't you? Like Adam and Eve, and then serpent comes along and he says to him, oh, did God really say or would, he, would you really die? He comes up to Jesus and says, oh, uh, if you are the son of God. Uh, and it's all reactionary. It's, it's reactionary. So he's, he's always playing catch up to God. Yeah, I don't know. There's not, I don't think there's anything scriptural about that. <laughs> um, but that's the way I see it going through the Bible. He's playing catch up, just like, kind of like we are in, in some respects as well. Although we hear his voice and we, we have his spirit. The enemy does not have that. Oh, too bad for him. And he's trying to counter that with a counterfeit, with anything he's got. But we are a church that lives in the freedom that Jesus bought for us. We are a church. Here I am, I'm back on the road again. And we are a generational church. We have four generations back. I like that. Papa passed away a few years ago. Now we've got the four generations back again. I like it. And Carol, your family is included in that. Your kids are included in that as well. And your kids' kids. Um, generations the generations and 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 talking about the enemy he doesn't he doesn't like generations following in in God's footsteps he doesn't like your kids understanding that they are God's children from a young age he doesn't like that so he's so I'm not focusing on the enemy okay 
I'm just making you aware this is not what it – you see it. You know what I'm talking about. You see what is going on in the world and that, that young people and children and, and teenagers and young adults are being targeted and harassed on their identity and who they are and, and what they are and, and who can talk to them and who can speak into their lives and who can speak truth into their lives and who can speak lies into their lives. So, so I'm just saying we are a generational church. You are a generational, we're part of a generational church. And it's not just here, this is God's kingdom we're talking about. Generational, generational. Did you know that Jesus, his brother James, right, he was part of the early church. He was actually one of the leaders of the early church. Jesus' brother? That's not right. Oh, actually, it is because it's generational. Generations are important. So, so your children are important. Those younger than us and all in this generation were important. So I want to read through Mark 9 because I'm, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really feeling that. So Mark, Mark 9 talks, there's a few things there in Mark 9. But what I want to speak about is the young boy that the... The father brings his young boy to, because he's got a, the Bible says a deaf and mute spirit. But there's lots more than just deaf and muteness happening to this kid. Uh, so we're going to read through that. I'm sure Jesse's got the verse up there. Don't you, Jess? Excellent. Okay, so verse 14. I didn't tell you where we're starting from. Verse 14. Maybe I've had too many of those free coffees. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. So when they came to the disciples, uh, this is, by the way, this is Jesus, Jesus, James, Peter, John. Just been up on the mountain. Jesus has put on his shiny clothes and uh, just the transfiguration up there. And, and Moses and Elijah turned up for the party as well. And everyone's shiny. And, and Peter says, we've got to do something about this. And that's okay because that's what most of us do. Like, we have to do something. Uh, but they've just come down from that. And they say, so when they came back to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law were arguing with them. Of course they are. That's what they did back then. As soon as the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. I love that statement. I, as soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder. Wonder. Amazement. Astounding. Like, we got to find out what's going on. That's what people were doing running to Jesus. That, that's Jesus in you too, by the way. People aren't running to you in amazement and wonder. It's usually because I've fallen over or, so, or fallen off a roof. That's when they're, what happened? Uh, and so Jesus says, what are you arguing with them about? And a man in the crowd answered, crowd answered, teacher, I brought, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech, taken away his speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. So this is more than just a definite spirit. Throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth. He gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. Like, I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. I wanted to, I wanted to bring him to you, Jesus. But you weren't here because you're shiny. But I brought him to your disciples. They couldn't give out. He then says, do you believe in unbelieving generation? Some because this is like in three of the Gospels, it says you're unbelieving and perverse and wicked. Jeez, you're being rough. Generation, he replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Kind of still working over that statement in my own, I got it earlier. Kind of still churning over that like you, 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 
but the word's unbelieving, so um, untrusting. You don't have, you're still working through this trust issue, aren't you? You're still working through this belief of, of who I am and, and who you are and who you're allowed to be when you bring things to me and what you're allowed to bring to me and, and what you're allowed to leave behind. And it's a journey. So his disciples are on a journey, kind of like us, yeah? Uh, anyone else on a journey or have you arrived there already? That's great. Please talk to me later. Pray for me. Um, so I'm working through that in my own head. But he's teaching. And a lot of these scriptures, Jesus is, is spending a lot of time investing in his disciples. He's actually teaching them. He's, he's instructing them. He's, he's talking um, kingdom to them. He's, he's spending a lot of time with them, not just with people. But you can see through this, it's not just healing this guy, healing that person, healing that woman, fixing this. He's also investing into his his disciples and he's talking about what's going to happen so I feel like this is part of his growth part of the training so bring the boy to me isn't it good to bring bring things to Jesus oh I can't seem I'm confused I'm frustrated I don't understand I'm having trouble in my brain it's good you know bring those thoughts take them under subjection grab them take them to Jesus and turn them into something that's going to praise Jesus Bring him to me. Bring him to me. So they brought him to me. Oh, I love this too. But when the spirit saw Jesus, <laughs> it immediately threw the boy into convulsion. Okay, I'm not as pleased that the boy's in convulsions here right now, but but I'm I'm excited that the enemy sees Jesus just like you see Jesus. Oh, so the enemy goes. Oh, I thought I could hide on the edges here. I thought I thought I could just stick around and tough it out long enough after the disciples had a shot. I'm good. I'm nearly done. <laughs> it's Jesus. It's Yeshua. It's the Messiah. It's the Son of God. I got no, whatever cards I got, baby, I'm playing them right now. I, I'm all in because I have to do something even though I've lost. I have lost because this is the Messiah. This is part of Jehovah. He fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? Uh, interesting Jesus' reaction, by the way, instead of just like, get out, no, nope, your time's up, stop making a scene. How long has he been like this? And the guy says, from childhood. Some of the other Gospels uh, also point out that this is his only son, not just my son, but my only son, so that the hope of the generations to come is in this boy, the hope of my family continuing is in this boy. The hope of my, my generations coming from me, flowing through me, going out there, is in this boy. And he's in trouble. This kid's in trouble. And it may not just be, a, so it says from childhood. So when they say boy, it could be young man. It could, he, he could be of any of those ages, right, going up to adulthood and even further. So, which is even worse, because how long has this guy been rolling around? And, and he says, uh, from childhood, he answers, he, it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, please take pity on us and help us. Can you hear desperation? No, nothing else has worked. Nothing else is happening. My child is sick and he's not just staying the same. He's getting worse. Jesus replies, if, if you can. Everything is possible for he for one who believes. <laughs> great word, great words. Could you say that to yourself right now? Everything is possible 
for those who believe. I do believe in Jesus. Do you believe in God? Everything is possible for you. Come against some problems in your life and issues, not just of like, I don't have wheat picks for breakfast this morning. I'm talking about real, solid, nitty-gritty, tough, life-changing, altering, painful, residual effect through the, my whole life. This is the stuff. This is the stuff. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. I do believe. Please, please help me with the part of me that doesn't. I still have unbelief. I'm still struggling to understand what you just said to me. I believe that you're the son of God. I believe what you're doing in people's lives. I believe you can make a difference, but I'm scared. I'm worried that it's not going to work. I'm concerned for my child. Please help me with that part. Anyone ever prayed prayers to God but still had a part of you that doesn't fully believe? Oh, come on. Don't, because I'm talking about me here, but I'm, you know, you pray to prayer and you go, yes, God, yes, God. No, no. We do, don't we? Jesus, help me with my unbelief. Jesus, help us with our unbelief. Because you are a generational God. And our children and the children and the young people of this world are not going to be bound up like this young boy anymore. So part of this morning is not just fluffing your cage for you or making you your bed and making you happy, you know, making things all airy-fairy. This morning is also about us declaring some truth over our generations. Anybody ready for a fight? Thanks, Carol. Nah, no, I'm not putting you down. I'm not having you get out time. But honestly, there is a fight going on in our world for our for the, those that are impressionable, those who have have a young mind and are still working out who they are in this world. So the fight is on. Make no mistake, the battle is raging. What are you going to do to be a part of that? What can I do? We're going to take care of that in a minute. Help me overcome my unbelief. How can I really make a difference, God? I'm young. I'm old. I'm, I'm married. I'm not. I don't, I've got kids. I don't have kids. I, I'm poor. I'm rich. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm, help me with my unbelief. First of all, God, I've come to you. Help me take care of this unbelief, this worry, this concern, this niggling issue that is stopping me being all in with my cards with my game that I'm playing, you know, you understand. My, my coins, I don't know. So then Jesus saw that the crowd was running to the scene. This is the boy, the scene that's happening with this young man. Just being completely overwhelmed by what is happening inside his mind and in his body. Jesus saw that, so he then rebukes the impure spirit. He actually says, you deaf and mute spirit. Still working out the, the full, you probably know, yeah, of course it's a deaf and mute spirit. But man, that just seems, anyway, deaf and mute spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Mm. Never enter him again. Never again. Sounds like a final, sounds like a real victory to me, doesn't it? Doesn't, it sounds like a, a complete statement. 
never again. Never, ever again. Never enter him again. So the spirit shrieks, convulsed him violently and came out. And the boy looked so much like a corpse that they said, yep, well, he's dead. (laughs) That's it. He killed him. (laughs) So I'm feeling, so here's my thoughts on this whole, we're going to keep going in a second, but my thoughts on this is, is this young man is representational, representative of, of our young generations. Some of them. Maybe not all of, not all of them, but some of them. Those that are confused, those that are harassed, those that are, are in the fight and losing. They're stuck. They're hurting. So. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet. And he stood up. Now, after Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples came to him privately and said, um, why? why didn't that work for us? Why couldn't we drive it out? And Jesus replied, this kind can only come out by prayer. Some manuscripts say by prayer and fasting. Other versions of, the, of this story, because it is in multiple gospels, say that, uh, you know, if you... You just need to have faith, just a little bit of faith. Just trust me with this. Trust me. Prayer and fasting. Get to know me. Get close. Understand. Be with me. Walk the journey with me. Let me walk the journey with you. Adjust your desires in your life. Prayer and fasting. (laughs) Reduce the distractions. Prayer and fasting. Focus your eyes on me. Have that little bit of faith. And that's when things like this will move. So um, I want to go back. Um, all right, all right, let's go back. Let's go back to, to this young man. Because as I say, he's, he feels like he's represented. What word am I looking for there? Representative. Let's just stick with that. Okay, uh, the, the boy is representative of, the, of our young people. So here's some of the things that had happened to him. He, he was robbed of his speech, deaf and mute spirit. Couldn't hear, couldn't speak. He had no control over where he went. When, the spirit, when this thing took over him, when this, when this episode gripped him, it would try and throw him into the fire. It would throw him onto the ground. Uh, he couldn't control himself. So his future was in danger. He fell into the water. I didn't get the drink. I know. Sorry. He falls into the fire of the water. It's trying to kill him. He foams at the mouth. He gnashes his teeth. Foaming at the mouth and gnashing at the teeth. Sounds a little bit like what happens at the moment when something tries to counter the culture of of the speaking of what's happening at the moment, doesn't it? When, When we say, no... We, we are who we're made to be. I, I am a child of God. You, you are, you can hear from, you are, you can. You are who you are. You can be who you're made to be. You don't have to listen to the narrative of this world, this, this weird ideology that's going around at the moment. Oh, that's when the foaming at the mouth and the gnashing of teeth and, the, and the, this present madness comes around. But this boy is suffering greatly and he's being destroyed 
And this thing rarely leaves him, which means he's dealing with it all the time. His family is dealing with it all the time. They are constantly watching out for him. Is there something around where this thing is going to try and throw him under the bus and take his life and destroy him? God is restoring generations. His church is a church of generations. His kingdom is a kingdom of restoration. He's restoring this generation. And we, I want to read out from Isaiah 61 in a little bit, uh, from verse 3 onwards. We're, we're going to, I want to read this over, over generations. So, so part of my reason for speaking this this morning, and I believe God's reason, is, is not just for me to inform you or, or anything, but it's for you to be in the fight like these guys were in the fight. Because it's not just the parents of the child that are struggling with this. This is a worldwide event. So we need to all be involved in this. We need to all be declaring that God's generation, God's plan for this young generation is going to come about. God, help me with my unbelief. His plan for this generation to be free, to be not in danger, to be not messed up, to be not living in anxiety or confusion anymore, but to be set right, healed and sitting in their own right mind again. That is God's plan for this generation. So it's part of our intercessory battle to pray and speak this out over lives. So we're going to do that in a minute. We're going to do that. But God is about restoring, just like he did with this young man. And it actually says that they were, the, everyone was filled with wonder because they were all coming. The crowd was coming rushing. They're like, this guy, oh, he's dead. No. He's, he's not just not dead. He's not like he was a couple of seconds ago. He's better again. Wait a second. It's gone. It's gone. This confusion, this life-endangering, generational-endangering, uh, present culture-endangering is gone, 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 gone. So we're going to declare this over a generation, but we can see that in each life, each life. Young people, this is something you can pray for those around you as well. God, help me with my unbelief. The voice is too loud. God, help me with my unbelief. It's being, the narrative is, is going too far. It's being said too much now. It's now got its own momentum. God, help me with my unbelief because nothing can stop this ball from rolling. No, that's unbelief there. Nothing can stop God from having his way in this generation. Nothing can stop God because he's already at work and he's happening. This is the enemy playing his card overplaying his hand. He's like all in on this. He's, he's got everything he's thrown at it. He, he's, he's messing up in their minds, messing them up in their bodies, messing them up in the culture, messing up the government and the laws to try and... That's okay. That, that's okay. Because God is going to have his way. God, help me with my unbelief. God is going to have his way in this. So let's be part of the fight, okay? Let's see him do it. Leanne and I love restoring tables. We love getting old tables. So I'm talking about restorations now. You look at a table and you go, it's been out in the rain. It's been out in the heat. What can we do with it? I love 
We love standing them back and seeing the beauty of that table come back out again. And then just being kind and loving to it and restoring it back. Yeah, with a, abrasive sandpaper, by the way, and, and, and other things. Um, chemical, no, okay. But restoring it back to its glory, its, its beauty. And that, I, I feel that's what God is going to do with the generations with you by the way, you're part of this generation too, no matter what age you are. That's right. Dad, no matter what age you are, he's lovingly restoring us and then putting a protective coat of varnish over your life to keep that restoration in place. Mm -hmm. But there are some tables that Leanne and I look at and they go... That is beyond my level of expertise. I don't think I can fix that. Yes. I can't fix that. My level of expertise is not enough for that. You need a better craftsman than me to fix that. So we may look at people or the generations around us, the young people around us and think, it's just too late. It's gone. Or they may be thinking that. God, help us with our unbelief. (laughs) You need to take it to the craftsman, the master craftsman who can fix it. And there are master craftsmen who can bring wood and timber back, like Wayne. (laughs) Yeah, He's like, what? (laughs) We all know the master craftsman who can restore things back to the way they're meant to be. He has a way, he knows what he's doing, and he can fix it. It is not beyond repair. It is not beyond, not just repair, it's not beyond restoration. Restoration, rebuilding, renewing. Lives can be brought back. And not just that, but brought back to fullness, brought back to wholeness, Complete healing again. Your friends, your family, your loved ones. God, help us with our unbelief because you say in your word, if I can, I can, I can. So we all know the master craftsman. Let's take it to the master craftsman. And, and God, this is beyond my level. I, it was beyond the disciples' level at that stage. Is it beyond your level? Yeah. So let's take it to Jesus. Bring the boy to me. Bring it to me. Jesus, I am bringing it to you. Thank you that you're helping deal with my unbelief. I'm on a journey, but I'm bringing this to you. I'm bringing my family to you. I'm bringing my child to you. I'm bringing this generation that is alive on this planet right now. All these young people, we're bringing them to you right now, Jesus. You are going to have your way. You are going to turn this around. And we are going to see a mighty God who is invincible in any battle he turns up to. Oh, yeah, we might see the enemy try and play his last final hand. But that ain't going to be nothing because when they come to you, they are going to be restored transformed and renewed I believe I believe I believe he can do this I believe he can do this I believe it so Jesus when he was when he was in his hometown I, I spoke on this last week oh hello again by the way yeah I'm, I'm here for two weeks this is the first time I've spoken two weeks in a row <laughs> yeah you guys are so richly blessed by me 
What about third one, eh? No. No, no. Sorry, Ash is in the up next week. Go, Ash. Where? Isaiah, thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Isaiah 61. So after he says that uh, the Spirit of the Lord is on me to declare good news to the poor, freedom to the captives, and, and the great and acceptable and amazing favour of the Lord, the year of the favour of the Lord, the, the season, the time of the favour of the Lord. Then he goes on. So I'm going to read a bit, then we're going to get into it, and, and we're going to, maybe you could read it with me, and we could declare it together with me, okay? You'll know what I'm talking about. So, and provide for those who grieve in Zion, those who are grieving, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. Some, some versions say a, a new turban, so a new way of thinking. Oh, yes, yes. The old culture, the old way of thinking can just go away uh, and stop pouring it over our heads, but the oil of joy instead of mourning. So peace instead of anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Does anybody else see a levels of anxiety increasing in the world? So you say something and I'm just triggered. I'm, I'm anxious, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, all those things. Just a crown of beauty instead of ashes, oil instead of joy. Thank you, God. Help me with my unbelief because I see it. But, but also I see it with my, my spirit's eye that it can be done and it will be done. He will have his way. Is anybody else excited about, let's, I'm going to keep reading because you will be, you will be. Joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Oh yes, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. That is the young people of this world right now. They will be oaks of righteousness. They will rebuild, let's speak this together, they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities. They, thank you, that have been devastated for generations. They will restore it. They're going to go a step beyond where we are. They're going to continue further. Our, these young people, we're going to see that. Don't worry about what you see with your eyes, guys. See it with your spirit. Look at it. God, what do you say? What do you say? I, I believe that, but what do you say? Help me with my unbelief. What are you showing us, God? They will renew the ruined cities. Foreigners, strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will, will work your fields. What is all that? And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of the nations, and in their riches you will boast. Instead of shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will receive your inheritance. And so you will receive, you will inherit a double portion in your land. And everlasting joy will be yours. Oh, God, please let this be. Let this be for our generation. God, we, we come to you with the children. Come on, stand with me. Let's, let's pray. Let's pray for God. God, we're like that, young, that man with his son. This is our young people. This is our generations. God, would you be able to, if you would have your mercy, but I hear Jesus saying, I can, I can and I will. God, let your mercy be over our young people. Let your, let your healing waters flow over it. Let the oil flow over them. Let them have a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Father, let it be. Let it be. Thank you, Lily. Go for it. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. We get our identity from our Father. You've received your identity from your Father. Our young people are going to receive their identity from you. 
they are going to receive an identity that is going to be just stamped in love, in compassion, in patience, in kindness, in long-suffering, in not keeping records of wrong, but in loving them for who they are made and who they are. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Don't check out on me. Don't check out on me. Let's, Father, if you've got a young person in your family that you are praying for, if you are a person that you want prayed for, we are, then pray. Let's pray for those people who need it right now. God, those who are hurting, those who are in despair. This, this is the body of Christ working right now. This is this is us declaring God's truth. They will come to know Jesus. I'm going to read some of those verses again. Keep praying. Let's keep praying. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore the places long devastated. Government, health, business. They will restore these cities that have been devastated for generations. They will have a crown of beauty over their life instead of the ashes of those who have been throwing it over them and trying to keep them down, the enemy of their heart, the enemy of their spirit that is trying to keep them down, they will have a crown of beauty, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, planted by the Lord, planted by the Father, the one who gives them their identity. They will be shown their identity, an oak of righteousness, and they will be displayed for His splendor. Father, thank you. If you are struggling in any of those areas right now, we want to pray for you. We, as, as God's children, as God's family, if that is you, respond, say yes, raise your hand. If you are struggling in any area, I'm I'm not just limiting that to anything. If that is a struggle of your life, to understand that you are an oak of righteousness, that you can have joy instead of gladness. Whoa, wait a second. Joy instead of mourning. Garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair of your life. If that's you, just respond right now, God. And as a body, let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you. You You are the mighty King. You love us with an unshakable love an unquestionable love. He loves you. He sees you where you are right now. And He says, you are my child. You are a child of God. You are loved. And I'm healing you of what it is you're scared of right now. I'm healing you. You are being restored. He's washing it away. He's wiping it away. In ways you can't understand. That's okay. That's okay. Just let it. Just receive His healing right now. Just receive His restoring of your mind. Receive His restoring of your unbelief. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, receive it. Um, I just want to pray over 
generations. I know um, in church, generational curses have been spoken about a lot. And the beautiful thing about the Bible is that it doesn't focus on generational curses. I actually don't know where it talks about them, but it talks about the God of generations and it talks about Him blessing us to a thousand generations uh, for the man and the woman that believes in Him and wants to follow His ways. So, and the beautiful thing about Jesus is that when you receive Him, when He died on the cross, you were bought by His blood, which means you are now in His bloodline which means that even if your family is so messed up and you're part of that bloodline, you've got a new one now in Christ. And so if you have things in your, in your family and it's prevalent in health, um, in, in the mind, even in um, you know, addictions or anything like that, God is restoring you to His bloodline. And so if you've received Jesus, I'm just going to pray over um, those generational curses that you feel may exist, um, that you may have received from your grandparents, great-grandparents, your parents, um, or you fear over your children or children to come. I'm just going to thank God for His blood and His victory in that. So Father, right now we come to You. Thank You that You say You will bless us to a thousand generations, God, and that is a lot of people that You bless, God. So right now we don't look at the curses. We don't look at what um, foreshadows and overshadows our futures, God. We look to the victory in you. So Father, thank you that there is might, there is strength, there is restoration in your presence, God. And so right now, we just thank you that when we said yes to you, when we chose to give our lives over to you, Jesus, we've been accepted into your family. And so we aren't part of the curse anymore. We are part of the blessed. And so Father, it's not by anything we've done, not by anything we've fought for. We just get help in our unbelief, Father. And so by believing in you, we are restored to your family. We have been bought by the blood and won and bought with a price, God. And what a precious price that was that you poured out for us when you died for us, Lord. And so right now, we just believe that every curse is broken. Father, any addiction, any financial issues, Lord, any health issues, any issues of the mind and of the heart, God, we thank you for your forgiveness, your wholeness, God, your restoring power. Lord, we believe that it's greater than what we are facing. We believe that it's greater than what the scans show, Lord. Your reality is greater than our heaven, uh, than our natural reality, Father. So by heaven, you've done it. And in our faith, God, we believe it. And we will see it enacted in our lives, Father. God, we need this to be true. We need this to be our reality, God. So we thank you for helping us to make it our reality in our lives. Thank you, God. I just can't help but get excited by what you've won for us, God. It is so much better than what our reality says, God, than what the natural says. Thank you, Father. Would you give us um, the words to speak over our lives, God? And I just want to pray for a healing over anyone that's afraid to bring children into this world. If there's any fear whatsoever surrounding that, God, of of the world's too messed up to bring kids into or, the, or my children, I fear for my children raising them in this world, God. Lord, would you change our perspective? God, a children, children are a blessing from you, Father. Lord, and it's men and women of faith that change a generation, God. So we need, we need children. We need babies. <laughs> Jesus, you saved the world and you came as a baby. So, Lord, there's no fear surrounding the generations to come. In your name, we thank you. 
God, would your glory be brought to earth by the generations that are and that are to come. Thank you, Lord. All right. So we have a different view now. You have a different perspective on the situation. The battle and the fight that seems unwinnable is only that way because whoever is orchestrating it wants it to appear that way. So don't go out these doors and listen to the media and, and see with your eyes what, what it, you know, we get exposed to it, but don't believe it. Don't believe it. We, we are also a church that exposes the lies of the enemy. And it's a lie of the enemy that this battle can't be won. It, it is a complete lie. Because everything in God's Word, everything in God's Word points to Him being victorious whenever He shows up. Victory is His. When the battle is raging and He shows up, victory is His. Oh, that is worth celebrating right there. That is worth celebrating. Jesus, you have the victory. You have the victory. It is yours. It is yours. It is yours. The victory is yours. The victory is yours. So we give it to you, God. We give you the victory over our life. We give you the victory over our choice. Whether we choose you or walk away. Whether we choose you, say yes to you or yes to something. We say yes to you. Have your way, Father. Have your way. Have your way over our children. God, you're good. Praise your name. Praise your name. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.